this is Sharpria Shine, and welcome back to Max Out Girl. Happy Wednesday. So excited to be back on with you. And again, this podcast is every Wednesday. So look, today I want to talk about dating and marriage Q&A. So there are some questions that some people want to answer. And I want to kind of share this that me and my husband did. We did a clip and we answered some of your questions. Check this out. We're just going to answer the questions that you guys have sent us. So I'm going to look at the first one. Uh, This question says, I feel like the church is always talking to women about staying pure and saving themselves for marriage. But I often wonder, are they saying the same thing to these men in the church? Because the guys in the church act stupid when you mention abstinence or celibacy. Hmm. Hmm. You go first. I'll go first. Well, the church that I came from, they talk to the guys about it too. So, I mean. Really? (laughs) Heck yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, we heard about that. What was the verbiage? Like, what they said? (laughs) Keep keep your stuff in your pants. You That's know? what they said to you. No, I mean, you know, um, you know, the teaching that I got, you know, it was clear across the board about, you know, um not fornicating. You know, Sex it wasn't even marriage. about uh, you know, just saving yourself to marriage. That was already kind of included in the message, like honor God in your body. And so, you know, I was able to get that message, you know, as well as the women. You know, it wasn't like a you know, it wasn't like somebody just like took the message and gave it to the women and not yeah. the men. Now, yeah. as a woman or as a man, you can choose whether you're going to listen to the message. But right. it was clear, clear as day. It was clear cut across the board. So I think that's the kind of question you, you might have to answer. Ask is who's listening? You know, and then as a as a man or a woman, if you're going after a person or you want to date that person or something like that, you have to find out where that person is and, and not so much blame the church for the teaching, because I think the teaching is coming across. I just think that it's up to the person if they're going to receive the teaching and yeah. live by it. Yeah. And if you want to date somebody of quality, you have to find somebody that's living by that. Um but you have to almost look at yourself as if, if you're dating somebody that isn't living by that. You know, that's a self-choice that you have to make. Um, and that's just my opinion. So I want to speak on it from a woman's perspective. I can totally get what she's saying because it all churches don't do it across the board. They should. It's, it's the word of God that, you know, wait till marriage to have sex. Uh, don't fornicate this for male and female. It's not just for females, but it can be a double standard. Should it be? Absolutely not. A double standard isn't in the word of God. So if you're in a church where it is a double standard and they're only teaching the women to be pure and wait till marriage, but the men are not taught that, then that may not be a church that you should be at. Um, take that to the Lord in prayer. But again, like he said, um, if it is taught, it's up to the man or the female to go by it. Now, I feel you, girl, who asked this question because I've been in a, in a situation where it it seems like the men, in ch- not all, but seem like some men in church look at us like we're crazy when we talk about we're practicing abstinence or waiting to marriage child sex. I've been in that situation and you will be surprised, Lewis, or maybe you won't, I don't know, because you said the men in your circle was on that page, but you'll be surprised how many people, men and women, are sitting up in that church and if you're talking about you practicing abstinence to marriage or you don't have sex to marriage, they're looking at you like you crazy or like seriously, you really believe that's possible or like you really believe that's like for real in these days and it's like yeah the word of god didn't change in these days in all days that is the standard and so unfortunately it might seem like there are no men who want to practice abstinence till marriage but the truth is there are like it can seem like a rarity but you're a rarity as well and god can do it for you he did it for me 
Um, my husband absolutely, as he said, was taught that and he absolutely desired that for himself. That doesn't mean that's easy, but that was his desire and we waited till marriage to have sex and he wasn't looking at me like I was crazy. Actually, he brought it up to me, uh, the whole abstinence thing, um, practicing abstinence to we're married, so I didn't even have to bring it up, which that was great. Um, but it's okay if you do have to bring it up to see kind of where the man is. But I liked that he brought it up to me first because I knew that's where his heart was in that situation. And so again, if they acting stupid, when you bring up abstinence to celibacy, just say two fingers, goodbye. They just not for you or they just ain't ready to commit their lives and their bodies to God in that way. And so then they're not ready for you. So just keep moving on um, and just wait. I know it sounds like, man, like, oh my God, I'll be waiting forever. Not necessarily true. I didn't wait forever, um, but I did have to be patient. So stay encouraged. There is somebody out there who will honor you till marriage but the bottom line is women you got to honor yourself so if that man ain't on that same page no matter how fine he is cute he is how many bible scriptures he can quote i don't care if he the preacher himself two fingers goodbye i know i'm valuable my body is the temple of the holy ghost and i desire a man that's going to wait and cherish and honor me until marriage so great question i love it um but yeah we're killing those double standards not not in the body of christ that's not what it should be all right being committed okay so this person wants us to talk about being committed to one another and not cheating on your mate that's like a whole nother session within itself like a whole hour by itself but um what i can say for me is like the first thing is my commitment to god my commitment to christ and because i'm committed to god and the oath and the vows that i took before god when i said i do to him and before all our friends and family that's the first thing my relationship with christ comes first i want to please him first therefore i'm not trying to cheat on my husband i didn't get married to cheat um and also um that's why i always say find someone that loves you more loves excuse me loves god more than you and what i mean by that is they're going to honor god's word whether you agree with it or not and i wanted that kind of man if he's going to be the leader of the home i need a man that says baby i love you but that's not right that's not god that's not scripture let me show you the scripture this is what god says and this is how you know we should um function in our home and so for that being said um we didn't get in this thing to cheat but also with that being said you have to have wisdom uh, the word of God lets us know like you cannot walk on hot coals and not get burned. So if you don't want to cheat, but you're um, going out with uh, another co-worker of opposite sex saying, oh, they don't like me. It's still not wisdom. They're opposite sex. You're married. You know, you don't want to play with fire. You're going to get burned. So we have set up parameters in our marriage um, for us that works for us to cover each other, to help cover each other, to keep each other from temptation. So, babe, which one say about that? Uh, pretty much. Uh, Did I cover everything? Know, yeah, she covered it. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, how to stay focused on God and working on yourself. You want to talk about that one? Well, to stay focused on God is to work on yourself. <laughs> you yeah, know, but she's saying, how do you do that as a single woman or being a single man, being single, period? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, mm -hmm. if, you can, if you stay focused on God, meaning that you're not just sitting there just looking at, you know, you, you're, you're, to stay focused on God is to stay focused on his word. To, to continue to learn, to have a prayer life, to spend time with him daily, that that is working on yourself because he's going to build you in areas you need to be built in. He's going to work on you in areas you need to be worked on. Just being in his presence, like to do that is to focus on yourself and to get better. Um, I mean, yeah, to focus on him is to focus on yourself. And don't be and don't be so hard on yourself if you feel like you got off focused. Um, you, you're human. Sometimes we lose our focus. We get off track. Just get back on track. 
point blank period um but i think for me as a woman what helps me is getting busy and getting busy with the right things like uh getting more involved in church or with other single godly women or um at the gym signing up for workout fitness programs or other hobbies and things to keep me busy um, working on a goal like finding a goal whether it's a physical goal um financial goal a spiritual goal a work goal career goal like find goals because i feel like when you find something and you put it on that vision board and, and you can focus on it and you can go after it it helps you keep focused off the negative things too or the things you feel like you're lacking in your life so just keep refocusing i think no matter what season you're in in your life the enemy wants to distract us so even as a married woman the enemy comes after me all, like every day to distract me from the focus that god has for my life right now so i have to and i'm still working on it refocus my attention it's like what are you paying attention to if you have those goals before you um and those parameters of friends and family and women's groups around you to hold you up and a focus it can help you to work on yourself and better your life and focus more on you and god versus just on man i'm still single i hope this helps you um how do you not lose hope in the dating process when it seems like most online matches only want physical compatible mates do you want to talk about it first? yeah i talked about that so how not to lose hope you have to get a promise out of the word of god um, so that you can hold on to because, you know, you, your your confidence can't be in... Um, dating site. Yeah, it can't be in dating site, first of all. I mean, to do something like that, you definitely have to know that God is talking to you because if you're just shooting shots in the dark, like, uh, that one. You know what I mean? Like, it, you gambling with your life because, you know... And then also, it's for your priorities. If If you want somebody that, you know, you want to spend the rest, rest of your life with... That's that's you, you, that's how much more you need to push in God because God will lead you right to that person. Yeah. You know, you have to grab a promise from the word of God that gives you a right to believe for a mate. And you have to circle that promise and begin to just hold on to that. And there's going to be seasons where you're going to feel lonely. It seems like nothing is working. It mm -hmm. seems like nobody's coming your way. Yeah. Uh, it says here. People that just want physical compatibility. If that's not you, don't worry about it. Like there's someone who will want yeah, you. Yeah. So just what you, but you may have to wait. Like anything worth having is worth the wait. So, you know, if it's not coming right away, or if, if guys that you're coming across they want physical, um, you know, intimacy or whatnot, and that's not what you're about, you know, it's not you. You know, you don't have to feel. Like, man, you know, what's wrong with me? And there's nothing wrong with you. Something wrong with that person. Yeah. You know, go the other way. Leave them alone. It's. I think it gets dangerous when you start to entertain that and then later on wonder why guys are like that. Well, all guys aren't like that. There may be some like that. So you have to define what you want and then go after what you want or wait for what you want versus defining, you know, your self-worth by what that guy wanted. And it yeah. seems like that's the only person you can find, you know, don't find them, unfind them, get away from them. Like, don't go that direction and wait for what God has for you. I think, too, just piggybacking off of that, in order to truly be able to wait for the person that God has for you or that um, person that's truly compatible with you spiritually and naturally, so you really have to know who you are as a woman. And that takes, that takes strength, that takes guts, and a determination uh, because even with the questions that we're getting tonight about men not wanting to wait to, to practice abstinence or waiting to marriage to have sex and all this thing, or men only wanting, some of these men only wanting a physical compatible mate from online dating, it's like 
this, the world can kind of make you feel like something's wrong with you because you don't want to have sex, because you don't want to give it up, because you want to wait, or because you want this certain type of man, because it seems like that's not out there anymore. And it seems like our values are antiquated and old school. But the truth is, it's the word of God. And if he says we can have that, and that's the way that we're supposed to operate, it's there. It's just that the world around us, majority of them, they're not operating in that. They're the ones that's weird. We're not. This is the way that it's supposed to be, being able to wait till marriage, being able to know your value and not being desperate. And so um, I tried the online dating thing before and I got off of it personally for me because it just, I, I felt weird, but I got on it actually to do an expose, a blog about it because I had never done it, never known anything about it. And I wanted to kind of learn about it. And yeah, you're right. A lot of them do want that physical compatible and not all of them. Some nice people can be on there, but it just made me feel really weird. And a lot of them were just looking at the physical. And for me, I knew that wasn't what I wanted and it felt very shallow for me so that I was done with it. But um, I just feel like I had to really know who I was in God. If I felt like they weren't checking for me or they're not gonna like me now because I won't give it up or dang, now I done lost another one, so what? Like I had to really dig into God and other strong female friends to realize my worth and my value and that didn't come from these men because those kind of men I didn't want anyway that wasn't gonna be the kind of relationship that was gonna sustain be sustainable in my life the kind of woman of value that I am and I had to know that and you have to know that and continue to remind yourself because in my singleness I went through times of feeling bad about myself or went through times of like dang okay man maybe I'm not this or that or um seem like no man like that checking for me and then I had to remind myself no you're a child of God like you're rare you're of value so God is hiding you for the king the right man that he has for you and you have to continue to build yourself up in that so that you know that um how to rely more on God during the single season when sometimes you get discouraged I kind of feel like we just talked about that um definitely keep encouraging yourself of being around other like-minded women uh, to encourage you too, because if you get around the wrong women, they're gonna give you the wrong advice and be like, girl, you better get out there and do this, go to the club, get on social media, be looking for men and get on all the dating sites and do this and do that. And it's like, you still end up empty and you're searching. And the word of God says, he who finds a wife that finds a good thing, you don't have to search, you're the good thing. Um, should you tell a man up front that you are practicing abstinence? Yes, yes. <laughs> and And if he doesn't agree with it, then go the other direction, leave him alone. You know, you have to, um, Man, that was such a debate last year in the single and satisfied group. Like a group of women, because I think Steve Harvey or somebody said, like, you don't have to bring it up. He'll bring it up. The male will bring it up. But I think I'm going to bring it up because you, you, if you're not on the same page, I'm not about to waste my time. With you, you can't you can't wait because uh, the wrong time to have a conversation is after something has happened. Or in the heat of the moment. <laughs> exactly. And he's looking so, like, what? I just took you out. We done yeah, you did all this. You got to find those things out. First conversation. Yeah. Not the second or third, first conversation. And then use discernment too. Look at the red flags because if you told him you want to practice abstinence and he's like, okay, cool, you know, I can respect that. But every time you with him, he's trying to get some, then you know he's probably not on the same page. Now, that's difference from you might be tempted and you guys might have struggled or you're trying to do right. That's one thing. But when you can tell, like, man, he always trying to seduce me or vice versa, then you already know they're not on the same page. So that that's not cool. All right. Um, did I already say this one? What's the importance? Uh, the importance of having a healthy marriage, the do's and don'ts of what not to do in your marriage. Oh no, no, I didn't uh, do that. So she wants to know um, the importance to having a healthy marriage and the do's of don'ts of what not to do in your marriage. Well, it's extremely important <laughs> to have a healthy marriage. Um, like any relationship, you want healthy relationships. You want relationships that's bringing life and joy and even. Um, 
healthy conflict what I mean by that is to help you grow um, and to learn and you both should be doing that for one another so that's extremely important in any relationship in your life you want it to be healthy or you want it to be um, a loving connected um, honest loyal relationship where you're both in it together you're both wanting to learn and grow and to help each other in all areas of life um, but the do's and don'ts of what not to do in marriage, that's like a whole two-hour session. <laughs> that's like so, that's like a, such a loaded question. But I would definitely say as a woman, and I'm not perfect at this all the time, but I'm very conscious of it. Um, we do have to wa watch what we say because we as women, my husband can attest, we as the wife, your mood, your attitude, your vibe controls the whole house. Am I right or am I wrong? Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> and so what I'm working on is, and I'm really working on it, is making sure, like, like say I said today I had, like, the quarantine blues. Like, that impacts my husband. And sometimes I don't want that to. He's strong, so he can get out, like, try to help me get out of it and stuff. But it's like, we have a way of controlling the atmosphere, especially when you're a wife and you're one with your husband. It's totally different. Um, he can feel you. You can feel him. He can feel your moods and vice versa. And... Even in dating, I'm sure you guys have experienced that. And it's a whole nother level in marriage. And so you want to make sure that you spend a lot of time with the Lord. And I'm trying to spend time more with him now. Because the the more, you, when you feel empty and depleted and you don't take any care of yourself, you have nothing to give your husband or your family or your friends. And your first ministry is your home. Your first ministry is your family, your husband. I don't have children yet. We don't have kids. So it's my husband and vice versa. So I want to make sure I am filled to the full with the presence of God. So reading my word, praying, talking to the Lord so that my attitude's in check. If I got something going on, I don't always have to dump it on my husband. I could dump it to the Lord because he tells me to lay my burdens at his feet. His word says that. And so I'm really learning to do that more. I haven't mastered every area, but I'm, I'm just striving to be better in that area. Also, we have to watch our mouth. We really can impact a man's heart by what we say. And sometimes it's not even a what we say, it's how we say it. And we we have strength. And I'm realizing that like I feel like I'm such a small woman, like physically, but but my words carry so much weight in our marriage. And so I'm really trying to be um, conscious of that. Uh, you want to build your man up. You and the and the word says a wise woman builds her house, not tears it down. You don't want to tear it down. And the easiest way that I've seen marriages torn apart is by what the woman says. And the word of God tells us that you know it's better to live on an attic than with a nagging woman. It's better to live in a house of love with a small plate of vegetables than a house with a contentious woman with a full plate of steak and, and you know potatoes so it's letting you know right there you know it doesn't matter if if it's riches and she can cook good and all this if she's a contentious nagging complaining smart-mouthed woman disrespectful that's gonna break a man down to the lowest denominator and he's not gonna want to be with you uh that doesn't mean you have to be a mousy woman never speak up I don't know if y'all watch enough of my videos. I'm not a mousy woman. I've never have been since a kid. I've always spoke my mind. And so um, I'm very open and honest about my feelings. But you have to learn wisdom in that. The Holy Spirit will teach you wisdom. And I'm still learning wisdom. And I'm growing and growing even more every day. But learning wisdom, when to say something, when not to say something. Sometimes Holy Spirit will tell me to be quiet. Don't say that. Just pray about it. And there's been times where I'll say it and it'll start an argument or start a disagreement or I'll hurt him. And then I'll be like, oh, shoot, I'm sorry. The Holy Spirit told me not to say nothing. He's like, well, why did you say something? <laughs> but sometimes, you know, so when we have that itch to want to say, and it's like, use wisdom. 
But the only way you're going to do that is if you have that personal relationship with the Lord and you allow the Holy Spirit to teach you, to show you, um, because it's going to bless your marriage. And some, some women might be like, well, I want to say what I want to say, how I want to say all this, but you're going to destroy your relationship. You're going to destroy your marriage. And believe me, when you build it up, the man is going to pour so much love on you. Like you're not going to even want to be disrespectful like that. And when I have been, uh, I don't feel like I'm disrespectful. Why? Thank God. But when I have been sassy, cause I am a little sassy, like because my husband is such a loving husband, he knows it all the time. I always come back and apologize. Am I right? Am I wrong? Yeah, because right. I do. Because, I mean, he's a man who wants to lead me like Christ loves the church. He wants to lead with grace. He's not a person who demands me to be submissive, be this, be that. And the word, when it says be submissive, it's saying one and to another, not just the man lording over the, the woman. No, it just means that as far as rank, we're equals, but his rank is to take care and to provide and to lead the home and to love like Christ. That's a high marching order. That doesn't mean to lord over me like I'm a slave. No, it means to love me, to take care of me, to cherish me, to teach me, to help me grow. And that means that he's a type of man that I would want to follow. And that doesn't mean I never say anything because if I'm a help to him, God has given me to him to be wisdom for him, to help him, to help shape him and vice versa. So we're equal partners. So in that, I would just say, women, watch your mouth, work on your patience, work on your smart mouth, work on your humility. You're going to need all that in marriage, girl. You're going to need the fruits of the spirit. Um, and so you want to work on those now because marriage is just a mirror showing you where you need to work on yourself. And that's just point blank, period. And it's supposed to be like that so that we can grow to be more like Christ, grow in maturity and grow to be our best selves and to live our best lives. So anything. Oh, you covered it on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all the questions tonight. It's actually, You guys actually didn't have that many questions today. If you have any questions you guys want to ask on the screen, go ahead, pop them up. Uh, we, I know we kind of sprung this up on you guys last minute. So we'll wait a few minutes. But while we wait, if there aren't any questions, um, if you are single, which you're in this group, and so that means you are, um, and you already don't have my book, Single and Satisfied, The Single Woman's Guide to Fulfillment, make sure you go to sharbria.com and get that. If the link is messed up, just um, DM me or message me, and I'll get you um, the proper link because some people have been having trouble with the website. Um, and right now, um, that's $15, but I just came out with the workbook like three weeks ago, I think three weeks ago, which I'm so excited about that. And it's still on promo for $6.99. So if you guys want the workbook and you already have the book, Hey Yolanda, what's up girl? Um, then you could go ahead and get that as well on the site $6.99. That's kind of just working out practically how to truly become single and satisfied. So it goes chapter by chapter of the actual book and it takes nuggets of truth out and it helps you to apply them to your life. They're like worksheets, um, activities, Bible scriptures, prayers, all of that. And then um, also what I'm excited about is Monday is going to launch the single woman's dating guide. So you guys might be like, oh my God, we're in quarantine. What about dating? No, I talk about a lot, y'all, even in quarantine. I do talk about online dating. I talk about um, long-distance relationships and dating. Uh, I talk about man fasting. And I talk a little bit about my personal experience and all of those things, too. I talk about do's and don'ts on, like, your first date. And then I have a list, a compiled list, which I think this is amazing for anybody single, dating, or about to get married and engaged. It's like a list of, like, 70 questions of questions to ask before you get serious about somebody when you're this is like when you get in the engagement period but i think singles need to know it beforehand because it i, I mean i have some really like legit blunt questions up in there that some people may not be comfortable with asking but i go all the way from like simple 
questions all the way to like serious for real questions. These are questions that's going to help you see any red flags in anyone you consider yourself talking to, dating, or being engaged to. Um, and then I also talk about, I give you a whole bunch of dating tips. I give how to know if he's the one tips. Um, I'm trying to think of all like the different chapters in there. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, I talk about physical levels of affection. I talk about sex, uh, how to set sexual boundaries. I even share a little bit of our um, sexual boundaries and how we navigated through that. I talk about kissing before marriage. Um, I have an interesting story about us in there with that. So that's in there as well. Or is that in the workbook? <laughs> <laughs> I got so many books, y'all. I'm like, wait a minute. That's in the workbook. Yeah, I talk about our um, physical... <laughs> or lack of or the mixture in the workbook but I think I do also talk about that in the dating tip guide because my hopes like y'all when I was like dating him and we called it a courtship like I didn't have like a whole bunch of advice as far as like how to go about it like God's way so the Holy Spirit had to teach me and some things I learned like the hard way and some things the Lord just showed me some things he was trying to show me and I didn't listen and so I feel like I want to be able to compile all that I've learned from our dating process and our and our engagement process, courtship process, um, into like a guide to help you so that when you meet somebody, you know the questions to ask, you know about first dates, you know what to do, what not to do. And again, I don't claim to be some guru. All I do is want to share my experiences and what has worked and what has not worked for me, guys. So again, I'm gonna talk more about that on Monday and give you kind of more of an extensive list of the chapters because there's more than that. But it's just uh, the single woman's um, dating guide. And I'm super <laughs> excited about it. And, and it will be on sale on Monday. So let me know if you're interested in that or to want to know more about that. And I'll share with you guys. But hopefully you guys have enjoyed today's session. Again, we're going to be doing these once a month, getting your questions in, answering your questions, talking about dating, relationships, and marriage. And I love this. Like, honestly, this has been the highlight of my day because I was having quarantine blues. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm so excited to be able to kind of get on here and talk to you guys. I miss you guys. And also, as a lot of you know, um, I just kind of got my music out, finally released it, uh, my new song, Rescue Me. So right now, if you don't know about it, uh, check it out. Tell me what you guys think. It is uh, Sharbria Music on YouTube. Also, um, that's on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, Sharbria Music. But yeah, right now, out is like, I have the official music video out, the lyric video out, the story behind the video, and I'm excited that some cool stuff is gonna be coming out in the next couple of weeks as well. So I'm excited just to be a blessing. And if you haven't checked out the Love Series, y'all, check it out. Um, it's on my podcast, Max Out Girl. And basically what you wanna do is uh, just, that's anywhere that you can listen to podcasts, it's available. But the Love Series, I really enjoy doing that because I have people to come on and share their love stories. Um, we had one to share a love story, um, one had a un very unusual love story, and then um, he came on and did the Ask Him episode where women asked him questions and um, he answered those for them and that was a pretty popular episode. Um, and then also we had an episode about someone who, thank you guys, <laughs> thanks Yolanda, she said, woo, it's the bomb, you must have the workbook, yes, thank you so much, thanks, Shur is it Sharika, thank you, I hope I'm saying your name right, thank you so much. Um, but yeah, I had somebody to come on and talk about divorce and to talk about love after divorce and she and her marriage, after she got remarried after she was divorced. And so I love that. That's actually two episodes because I want women to know there is hope after divorce. 
God still has somebody for you if you desire someone after divorce. And I wanted her to share all of that. So that's why I had that to be two episodes for her to pour her heart out into how she healed and was delivered and how she got over some of that. And she actually had a child out of her first marriage and how she got over trusting her new husband with her daughter. So I just love those two episodes because I really want to encourage you ladies who dealt with a divorce or might be dealing with separation and to know that you can love again. So I hope that we answered some of your questions, even if you weren't involved in this Q&A a little while ago that we did. Um, maybe it answered some questions you had or some things that you were kind of thinking about. And we do this periodically. We haven't done it in a long time, but I just want to share some of the ones that we did just to kind of give you guys some answers. And again, as always, you know, you can follow me at Sharbria Shine, at Sharbria Music, also on YouTube, the same. And right now, this Saturday, if you're in the Northwest um, I'm sorry, Midwest area, Northwest Indiana area. I'm having my dinner and live music events. Whoop, whoop. This Saturday is going to be amazing live music, jazz music, also my contemporary songs as well. Um, some upbeat, some slow, some jams. Um, check it out. An amazing menu this Saturday, March 26th from 4 to 8. And also my stage play is coming back up in August. Woo -woo. I'm so excited. Single Woman Chronicles. We're going on tour. Go to Sharbria.com. Go to events and you will see both of those events that are coming up. So excited about that. And so as always, I hope I said something that encouraged, inspired, and elevated your thinking. And always remember to max out, girl. This is Sharbria Shine. Talk to you next time. <laughs>